Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. You're now listening to the special edition of our show about SAP's industry cloud. Welcome. Hello, everyone, all of my great listeners. First of all, Happy New Year. I'm sure we're all thrilled that we're actually getting a fresh start to the new year, considering the state that 2020 has been in. And just to refresh your memory, so before the holidays, we talked a lot about something called SAP's Industry Cloud. This is our new approach to innovation. And to refresh your memories, it's an open platform for customers, partners, and for SAP, where we can develop cutting edge industry solutions. So our industry solutions engage a broad range of partners to create solutions that complement and build on our deep expertise in end-to-end processes across industries. We include traditional partners, but we also include startups, universities, and more. So if we specifically talk about the startups that are part of SAP's industry cloud, they actually go through a program that's called SAP IO. This is an accelerator that focuses on innovative solutions that address some of the biggest challenges of their industries. So as I'm sure you might have guessed by now, my guests on today's episodes are two founders of startups that were part of the IO program. So they have both developed amazingly innovative industry solutions that leverage SAP's industry cloud. They're also just very cool guys, as I'm sure you'll learn very soon. Um, so I'm personally very excited to learn more about their journeys and what it's been like um, working with SAP and how businesses and our customers, of course, can benefit from these solutions. So first off, rounds of introductions. My two guests are Tobias Buchsalt. He is the CEO and founder of the company that's called Parcel Lab. And the industry that he or Parcel Lab is from is the retail industry. Then we also have Max Kissel. He is also the CEO and founder of a company called Soleil. And that company is part of the manufacturing industry. So perhaps starting off with you, Tobias, and, and first of all, thank you for being on the episode. But can you tell us a little bit more about what Parcel Lab does? Sure thing. So thanks, Josie, for those kind words uh, and uh, the nice introduction. So yeah. Um, we are still a startup, so a young company. Uh, we've been around for five years. Uh, I guess that's uh, young compared to a lot of other companies that are out there. Um, but over those five years, we've been um, doing, I don't know, quite well. We, we've grown quite a bit. We're now uh, about 100 people uh, across our offices in Munich, London, Paris, and New York. Um, and we have built a platform that we call Operations Experience Platform. And with that, we enable brands like IKEA or H&M, so really usually big international complex um, brands to create customer experience along their operational processes. Operational processes that can be fulfillment, delivery, returns, or any other kind of service. Um, and we do this across different verticals. I think our most common one is the e-commerce one. That's probably one everyone can relate to, uh, where our easiest, simplest use case is that we are replacing the existing DHL, FedEx, UPS comps with a branded version of this, uh, a branded version so that the brand, the shipper, can actually start controlling the experience across each and every touchpoint and across all those processes instead of being just left out. 
Um, but even though we are focused on, on retail and e-commerce, we also apply this in many other verticals. Yeah? So whenever products are being shipped and it's important to take care of the customers and offer good service, um, that's where we come in. And we're very, very happy and glad that we um, are doing this together with SAP. Um, and specifically, the I.O. program has helped us a lot to actually get to know SAP, um, but also to get to know what we can do together and helped us a lot in gaining visibility in, 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 in us being or getting in front of customers. And I would also say it, it also gives a lot of, or it implies a certain kind of quality level when actually you've been chosen to be part of this like small group of SAP startups. So that's, that's, that's a big honor for us and it's a great chance for us to do some cool stuff together with SAP. Right. And it's, and you're right, because it is, it's, and it's a total win-win really, right? Because you are selected because you are the best startups in that industry. And that means obviously value for you guys, because you get to work with SAP, you get to get in front of our customers, but it's a huge value for us because we get to work with innovative startups like yourselves. And most importantly, biggest value for our customers, because they get to leverage all these amazing um, solutions. So Thank you so much, yep. Tobias, for that uh, introduction. Max, I will transition over to you. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what you guys do as well? Yeah, sure. Thanks, um, Josie, also for having me in the show. And yeah, um, my name is Max. Um, my background is I'm a mechanical engineer, and I'm working in the field of complexity management for more than 15 years now. And yeah, in my career, I crunched a lot of uh, long Excel files with bill of materials inside. And um, I was always trying to get rid of this um, yeah, messy analysis. I always uh, got very frustrated with, and I wanted to overcome this mess and um, bring a new solution to the market. And that's where I met my co-founders uh, at the um, university that time. And uh, we decided to, to change this to found Soleil. And uh, what we do there now, uh, we provide software solutions um, to industry company in the manufacturing industries uh, to make better data-driven collaborative decisions around their product portfolios. And uh, we are also based in Munich. So we are founded back in 2015 and uh, we have an awesome team of 30 people now. It's a little bit smaller than Parcelab, but uh, a, really, a really great company. And I'm really happy to, to be part of this team. When you lose the overview and the complexity of your product portfolio, Soleil highlights the needles in the haystack and prioritizes hot topics for you. you. Really both make it much easier, right, for, for businesses, like whether it's on the experience side of the house, which is what you do to be as, or if it's creating more simple processes or at least cutting out a lot of the fat when it comes to processes in the manufacturing industry. And Max, you were also part of the IO Accelerator. So what's that been like? Yeah. Um, so the reason why we joined the SAP IO program was for us actually a no-brainer. So uh, we are building our solutions um, on top of um, SAP data. So most of the data we are using uh, for our analysis um, comes from SAP. So almost all of our customers are also SAP customers. And it would be, of course, um, of course, also nice if this uh, 
would be in the other direction at some point as well. But um, so yeah, we applied for the program at SAPIO and we were uh, got accepted because also there were some uh, cool people who saw the, the beauty in our solution and this could be a very nice combination for common customers. And uh, the collaboration was really, really supportive and great. And we received a lot of feedback for our solutions, technical support, how to connect and um, yeah, which interfaces is best to, to integrate in SAP. So during this program um, of SAP IO, we made it to the SAP App Store and got published there. And uh, as Tobias said, this is also for us like a, um, yeah, like a, like a quality badge uh, that, uh, that we have now uh, on our marketing material to be chosen to the program. Yeah. And also as an industry cloud partner, we um, get further support and visibility in sales and marketing materials. And this is really, really nice. And yeah, it was and still is lots of fun to collaborate. Mm. Yeah, and I, I love that how you keep saying collaboration, right? Because I think that is truly the word for 2020, but also for 2021, in my opinion. We've seen it with, of course, what's happened with COVID, how we all had to collab, collaborate to better cope. But for businesses, this is more critical than ever because I think we all know that companies who think they can do it all alone will lose. So glad that you mentioned that. And I think we all see how much value everyone is getting out of working together, especially with startups like yourself. So as you also both touched on, you've obviously developed the solutions that you've developed because of and market need, because of something you saw in the industry that there was a need for. Perhaps I'll go back to you, Tobias. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of what you're seeing in the retail industry today? Um, so you, you're absolutely right. The reason we exist is that there is a problem that hasn't been, or that wasn't solved before, right? Other, other, otherwise we wouldn't exist or maybe SAP could have done what we're doing. Um, but yeah, for us, it's probably two big market trends that we were seeing five, six years ago when we started the company. Um, the first one was that, that everything is becoming digital. And this is in our environment where we talk about um, shipping stuff it's not just about shipping stuff anymore, right? So you order something and then it's not just about like delivering that box from A to B. It's now also around like what kind of digital services can I create around this? Because it's, it's not just that I order something that is, I don't know, suddenly appearing like with the new digital technologies, we can actually bring a lot of visibility in those processes. So we're talking about track and trace. We're talking about actually monitoring those processes. We're talking about when we're monitoring, understanding what's happening, communicating around those processes, reflecting very individual, personalized customer expectations that can then be transferred into very personalized communication and engagement with customers. We're talking about creating new communication channels creating touch points that didn't exist before. So there's, there's just so much more stuff that can be done on a digital way, um, parallel to what is happening on the, let's say, analog operational shop floor. This is definitely something where we are adding value with our product. Um, and the other thing is um, also a huge trend, um, now just gotten more and more important as well, is that customer experience is becoming a differentiator because on the other topics, like the operational fulfillment, you still got to be good at doing this. But by now, everyone is. It's kind of like it's solved. Like everyone's good at delivering stuff. Um, 
And then if you don't want to just compete on, on pricing, yeah, which is not a good thing if you want to have a sustainable business, you gotta gotta differentiate somewhere else. And that's most often the brand. Yeah. So it's 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 like the inter the connection you have, the the the, the engagement on, on each and every touch point with those customers that make you feel in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, the brands they want to make sure that they make their customers specifically happy yeah, in a very very individualized way so they stand out they they make sure that they use this to build trust to build retention to build loyalty um and this is becoming more and more important and again that's that's a problem where we can help where we can support and that's been helping us then uh, on the other side to actually grow as a company with our product mm. I am vividly nodding my head, as I know you can see Tobias, but not our listeners, but I'm doing this because I'm in, in, I mean, obviously total agreement with you because what I believe is that we live in an experience economy today, right? Where it's not just about selling a product or selling a service, it's about selling the entire end-to-end -end experience. And that means, of course, exactly. yeah. whether you go into the store, you buy something in person or as a lot of us do, I think, especially over Christmas, but ordering stuff online, which means that, you know, as a company, I don't think it's okay to say, well, now we've, um, the, the customers ordered the product, we'll leave the rest to the person who, sh or the, the company that ships it. I think it's still a responsibility. And I think, especially as consumers, we still hold the company responsible for us getting the product. And in Definitely. that case, having that full brand experience and being able to provide that full brand experience is critical. So Absolutely. thank you for giving us those highlights of kind of what you're seeing in your market now. Over to you, Max. You operate obviously in a different industry. Completely, but I think what Tobias just told, I think we all have uh, a bad Christmas experience with not uh, getting a, a package delivered <laughs> and something and we, I want to blame the the original sender and not DHL or whoever exactly. ships it. Exactly, so, that was exactly what I nice was. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was exactly yeah. what I was referring to. I see many people had the same experience, but <laughs> so so Max, what about your industry, um, manufacturing industry? Like, what what have you been seeing in terms of how the market industry is changing? Again, I'm sure that's also led you to um, to found your company. So our focus is particularly on the manufacturing industry. So even in times before Corona, we could observe that the topic of complexity, complexity is becoming increasingly important. And um, due to increasing individualization of products, adaptation to global supply chains and markets, and um, serving niches have caused product portfolios to grow rapidly. And as product portfolios grow, dependency also become more and more complex. And the challenge is not to lose the overview and focus on uh, business critical topics. And complexity is um, increasing, changes are more challenging and new te technologies are available, but, but people need time to adapt, I think. Mm, completely agree. So it's about kind of looking at your portfolio of saying, okay, we have, we have a, something we're really, really good at, at as a business, and the complexity has increased over time. How do you get an overview of all those processes? And then you cut out all the fat and you look at what you're actually good at, which obviously leaves you more uh, time and, and more value as a company. So we've kind of touched on obviously the key benefits that you bring to customers as startups. So 
You mentioned Tobias before, kind of, and you've mentioned too, Max, how you're working with SAP. And I mentioned at the beginning SAP's industry cloud, because that's really our approach to innovation, and you're a part of that. So, Tobias, can you talk a little bit about how you've lever are leveraging SAP's industry cloud and also more about how you're integrated with SAP? Yeah. So I guess it comes down to what we mentioned at the beginning, it's collaboration. Yeah, so we bring something to the table that's currently not being covered. So we're solving a problem that's in the market, but there's no like existing solution within the SAP product stack. Um, and so what we can do in that industry cloud environment, is like we can technically integrate with SAP, SAP core systems, and then just easily make that available to all SAP customers. So this is on the one hand, I hope they're beneficial for SAP because they can now expand their, 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 their value proposition. Yeah, they can just put, in our case, it's that end-to-end -end customer experience management. So there's no gaps anymore, right? We can just close those. On the other hand, for us, it's, it's a great entry point into the market because we're serving the same customers. You know, we're just adding a layer of certain product uh, capabilities that, that they don't have yet. Um, and then you have the expertise from SAP. You have our very specific expertise on, on the product or the niche that we're in. And all of this together bundles up in a, in a very high impact um, bundle um, that we can bring to the market together very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, very short to the point. Thank you for that. And what about you, Max? Uh, how are you integrated with SAP and leveraging SAP Industry Cloud? Yeah, so um, first of all, I think SAP and Soleil have a nice common ground in terms of what we see as uh, strategically important to our customers in the manufacturing industries. Um, so they need to be customer centric and serving their customers with tailored solutions. But to do that, they have to cope with increasing complexity and take important decisions that might be harmful, have harmful effects on, on their running businesses. And um, I think uh, Soleil brings um, an additional value here on the table, uh, like Tobias said, um, we um, we have our we provide a strategic planning tool with with focus on the product portfolio, and this provides additional functionality to to the existing SAP solutions, and we help our customers to get the transparency about their core and side business and uh, balance in the portfolio. And our solution can highlight important dependencies to be considered when complex and impactful decisions need to be made. Uh, we connect to S4 um, HANA um, via data intelligence. And uh, in the one direction, we regularly pull master data and transaction data from different modules like uh, the bill of materials, customer orders, supplier, supplier orders, and so on connect it, process it in, in Soleil, um, and can then loop back the decisions made with Soleil into SAP solutions. And um, typically this information can then be further used in applications like for product development or varying configuration and so on. Um, and this is how this, uh, these solutions can together provide an additional value to the customer. Mm. So you're really actually like fully connected to uh, the ERP of of the, of the customers in that case. Um, mm -hmm. So we've talked about what you guys do, about the industries that you're, you represent, you're from in kind of a high level. So Tobias, I'll start off with you again. Can you give us a customer example to make it more real? Yes, yes, I can. Um, and the, the example that we picked, I think is uh, 
H&M uh, because H&M is um, one of the marquee customers that we have. And it was like the um, ideal scenario how we went to market together with them. And what we did is coming back to what you said, collaboration as well as the agility. So together with SAP, um, we've been able to launch with, SA, with the H&M within four weeks. Right? So four weeks like while we're actually live. And we did that in an environment where we said, okay, we, we're going to start in Poland, right? Because it's like their trial and error market. So we did that, it worked out. And after that, we then said, okay, let's expand. And after expansion, like the first product set, we were adding more and more product features. And as that worked well um, throughout the, the process, we started adding countries. Now, one and a half years later, we're at 18 countries. We run their entire uh, outbound customer experience, returns management. Um, we're now looking into other cool stuff like integrating their stores, so the multi-channel click and collect stuff, uh, integrating into their apps, the chatbots. So um, it's this step-by-step -step iterative approach, like creating impact super quickly, measuring it, and then once you see it's working, scaling it up. And I think this is this is one of the um, success stories that we have with those big brands that actually follow now the startup thinking and move quickly um, to uh, always always have the, the customers in mind and not the, the, the technical complexities or internal politics they usually have to deal with. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. So does that mean that now when I order something online from H&M, you guys have ensured that their brand is consistent so I don't actually deal with their suppliers if I want to return something, but I deal with, with I mean, essentially you guys, but in the shape of H&M. Absolutely, absolutely. It depends still a little bit on which country you're in. Okay. You know, so that's like <laughs> the, the, the degree of rollout we're in. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, if you're in one of those countries where we're fully rolled out, you will never see a third party in, throughout the process. Wow. Like each and every touch point is going to be branded, it's going to be proactive, it's going to be controlled. Um, and H&M is seeing great results on um, retention, also on revenue. Yeah, because if you have more interactions with the customers, you make more money. So they're, they're more happy, you make more money, and yeah, everyone's quite happy about this. And so we're, we're still put, putting new countries, new features on the roadmap, uh, because we don't really see an end to this, um, creating better and better experiences. That's amazing. Great example. What about you, Max? Can you make it more real with an example as well? We have this one customer, um, it's called Fisman. Maybe you have it at home. Uh, it's uh, the heating device you have um, yeah. in, your, in your apartment. Um, you could imagine that uh, these kind of uh, heating devices are uh, all over the world. They have very different requirements to these systems. And there are not only maybe the apartments that need smaller ones, but there may be also big houses um, that have uh, really big heating systems. And uh, FISMAN provides all these. Um, and they are uh, a big market leader in this field. Um, but they also grown a, a really big, uh, complex product portfolio over the years. I mean, this company exists more than 100 years now. And um, what they want to do, or they continuously did till then already, was they try to clean up the portfolio from time to time in order to not have this complex offering to the market. And, um, but they realized that this, um, this judging about a variant or a product, if this really makes sense 
um, to further have this in the product portfolio is really time consuming in terms of analysis, but also in terms of discussion with your colleagues. I mean, there are always these guys who say, no, we need this product because next year we definitely make our turnover there in, uh, I don't know, in China or in India <laughs> or in Russia. Um, we, cannot, uh, we cannot kill this product. It's not, this, should not, uh, this should not be done. Um, but of course, in the next year, yeah, it's, didn't really contribute uh, so much to the revenue and maybe it's really old and it really costs us a lot of money to keep this product. So should you maybe consider to, to kick it out? And But this kind of discussions you could imagine, there are so many people in the company who are pro or con a certain determination of a product. So this, um, this costs a lot of effort, uh, a coordination effort and um, decision effort. Um, to, to come up with a good decision there. And you always have this feeling, if I decide to kick out this and this material out of my product portfolio, this might have a really harmful effect on the rest of the, of the product portfolio. So there's a, they have, for example, um, a distribution device. So if you, and this not really makes sense, if you look um, 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 with a perspective of, does this product make good margin, right? So it doesn't make good margin, but uh, if you kick this out, um, um, you cannot um, you cannot sell bigger heating systems that are um, um, shipped in cascades or um, no. <laughs> I have to say I'm not I'm not a Prisman co-worker. <laughs> so, um, but um, if you kick this device out, you cannot um, sell bigger systems and. Um, so you, you should keep this in mind uh, and um, have this perspective um, um, be analyzed and, and, and provided um, when you take this decision. Um, and it's often not only the pure margin um, decision, right? It, it, does it have a good margin or a bad margin? So there are um, other perspectives you have to take, like um, um, are there really um, parts going out of the production line? Are there other shopping baskets of uh, products, other systems are there affected by a decision like this? Uh, and so on and so on. Does it uh, have a big impact in, in sales or um, does our supplier um, scream out that uh, we, uh, we ruined um, um, their supplies? But having all these um, aspects automatically analyzed in Soleil, um, it's way easier to bring all to one table and take this decision together. And this is what we achieved there, that we uh, reduce significantly the, um, the decision times in, the, in big teams. And uh, they were able um, to reduce um, the product portfolio of main products by more than 50%. So with a more focused um, product portfolio, they were able to increase the business um, performance significantly. Right. Okay. So they were essentially struggling with, you know, we need to cut out certain products. We don't know which one, because like you said, one product might not seem that critical in making money for the company, but it might be critical in relation exactly. to another product that is needed, where, where that product is, is needed. And so you came as, as kind of like this neutral partner and, and help them analyze and figure out which, which products can we actually eliminate, which ones are critical for the business that obviously saves some time and money. We are almost about to wrap up, but the last thing that I want to know before we do is 
what's next? So Tobias, again, you go first. What's next for you? Okay. Are you going to continue to working with SAP, with our customers? What's going to happen? Okay, one last time. So um, <laughs> what, what we're up for, um, we're, we're on a mission to show that this operations experience management is a missing but yet crucial part in most brands' end-to-end -end customer journey, customer experience management. And it can be a true game changer yeah? to, to really gain trust of your customers, to, to build this loyalty, this, this retention that you're after and differentiate towards competition. Um, and we need to bring that word out. Yeah? Uh, and we just not only do this for this retail industry vertical, but also like in others, yeah? uh, as in max manufacturing world, um, we also have customers that deal with spare parts. Yeah? Uh, so it's always very important to take care that those parts that are being delivered uh, and monitor the process around this. And so next to like just making operations experience very known in the market, it's also on our side to, to move into new verticals to make it broader and bring this technology to industries that don't really have a focus of, on this yet. Right. So you're going to continue to kind of expand what you do to obviously other industries working with yep. SAP in that exactly in that connection. And then of course, you're gonna to continue to have that integration, which like you, what you said earlier, right? That'll be a quick and easy value add for our customers. Absolutely. So that's exciting. Okay, Max, how about you? Yeah, for us next is um, in the collaboration with SAP to find uh, more common customers and um, to, to gain experience there together and um, see how we can continue building this joint value proposition further and, and develop it further. And I think if we, uh, if we can make one plus one equals three for our joint customers, then uh, we have done a great job. And um, from a Soleil perspective, um, um, we see a high transferability of our approach to other industries, such as the chemical industry, or maybe even retail, we see. Maybe we have a, <laughs> a little coffee chat on that, Tobias, um, uh, this year. Sure, but uh, we will definitely continue to pursue this. And, um, and also, I mean, for us, timely internationalization of, uh, of this approach makes uh, most of sense also in our business. So yeah, yeah. let's see what's, uh, what this year brings. Um, we're looking forward to it. I'm sure we're all excited to see what 2021 brings for many, many, many reasons. From my end, I can only say I am so excited that SAP is teaming up with startups like yourselves. I think it brings so much value to, of course, SAP, but most importantly to our customers. Yep. Thank you both so much for being on, for taking the time. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening in on this episode. Hopefully I will see you on the next one. Bye everyone. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this special edition of our show. Subscribe to our channel on OpenSAP, Google Podcast, and Spotify. For more information about SAP's industry cloud, check out sap.com slash industry cloud.